going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode 121.0. And today I have with me Matt. Hello, friends. And we are back. We're starting a new series. It took forever to get there, but we finally we finally got there. And we are going to be playing Halo Reach, which was voted on by the listeners uh, during the poll. We did in between ODST or Reach. And a significant amount said Reach over ODST. And I, I guess I get that. I guess. I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest Halo think- guy. If you've played neither of them, I feel like this is a more important one. Yeah, I would I would say so. Um, uh, because Halo ODST, I mean, technically, I think the name of ODST is Halo 3 ODST. Because yeah. I, I think it takes place right after the events of Halo 3, or maybe in between the parts of Halo 3. I can't, I, I can't, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I've played ODST, but I couldn't tell you what happens in it. Um, in fact, I mean, when we go into our history with the, this series and this game, I don't have much of a history. Um, I have never played Halo Reach before. I have seen someone play parts of this game. In fact, uh, my roommate, uh, owned the game and played it at launch, uh, which it did come out in 2010. So I was still living with my roommate at the time. And uh, I watched him play some of it, but I was never the biggest Halo fan. And to be honest with you, I still kind of am not the biggest Halo fan. I think they're fine. Um, but um, yeah, I've played Halo 1, obviously, for the uh, for Phoenix Down. That was our first game we ever played. That was the first time I'd ever played Halo. I've played Halo 3. I've played Halo 4. I've played Halo 5. And I've played ODST. So I've played a lot of Halo games. Um, but just not this one. And I played maybe three hours of Halo Infinite. And was like, this is a fine game. But I just... I, I don't care. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Uh, you know, I, I did not own an Xbox um, back in the day. So I never got to experience Halo when it was at its apex, I would say. Um, so factor. yeah, what's that? So that's a big factor. Yeah, playing it really is not playing these like when they were peak, especially the early ones. I feel the ones that were a bit more game changing. So which ones in your opinion would be the game changing ones? I mean, for me, the first Halo was almost up there with Mario 64. Why? Right. I was, I was playing a ton of ps2 at the Uh time and nothing had that really open feel and exploration of a new world that that feeling that combat that was pretty revolutionary in 2001 for me for me anyway and i didn't own an xbox at that time so i had only played bits of it at, at a friend's house or seen it and I just, you know, the, it just controlled so much better, I feel, than most PS2 shooters. Sure. Maybe Time Splitters might give it a run for its money. I mean, I like the original Killzone on PS2, but it it doesn't feel like as refined a game as, as Halo did. So, 
I ended up getting an Xbox, I want to say around 2002, and Halo was probably the first game I got for it. Um, played through it and you know and enjoyed it. Really got amped up. I was in college at the time. I didn't play very many games in college, but one of the things we did from college into grad school was Halo and beer nights. So so we had some friends and we'd get together with both of those items and uh, you know and just hang out for the night. And that for me has been a pretty unique experience as far as any kind of you know local gaming sessions go. It's sure. not a thing I've been able to do much since. And to be fair, most current opportunities for like couch gaming are mostly retro games. Yeah, um, it's rather, it's hard. Current ones hard to find a couch game nowadays, or, or yeah, uh, better yet, <laughs> it's hard enough to find people on my couch that want to play a video game. <laughs> yeah, both of those things at the same time is rare. Yeah, exactly. Games and people. Um, actually, the, the game I've played the most with friends over the last few years is a weird little game called Super Blood Hockey. I have never uh, heard of this. It's just a little downloadable game, but it reminds me of some of the fun of playing like Sega Genesis hockey, two, two-dimensional hockey. But it, it's basically a little hockey game, but you... I mean, it, it's got little pixelated blood. It's called Super Blood Hockey, so you're knocking blood out of people, you're knocking people out, sending them to the hospital... It's got a whole campaign where you can like buy drugs for your players as the coach, and you know it gets a little, a, a little bit goofy in that sense. But th- the music and the lightheartedness really played well to just sitting on a couch and playing with a couple of buddies. Sure. Um, and back when I had a roommate, that was pretty fun. But you know, the, the pinnacle for me has always been Halo Two. Halo One was the game changer for me, but Halo Two was the one where the story, the unexpected kind of turns that it takes, um, even just the music, everything about Halo 2 was perfect at that time. But Halo, I feel also, is one of the strangest series for me in my like relationship with it, because as much as I liked 1 and loved 2, I never even played 3. I don't know why. You know, after Halo 2 was one of my favorite games of that generation, and then I never even played 3, and I did play ODST, I did play through Reach, you know, we played through Halo 1 again, I played through 4, I don't think I played 5, and I played just about exactly the same amount of time of of Halo Infinite as you did, and while I thought it was okay, it was a decent game, I don't know, for me, maybe because I missed 3, or maybe because I've not immersed myself as much as possible, it seems like a series that was pointed up and then has plateaued like Reach is a good game but it doesn't feel revolutionary and then I don't I don't know about 4, 5 or Infinite really raising the bar significantly Um, and then that mostly applies to the the story I guess because as they went you know from 1 to 2 to 3 to 4 they really expanded the rest of of halo i think more than the the single player or the narrative there mm. you know with forge and all the other multiplayer opportunities and they almost went to me like the call of duty route where you've got three different games within a game or four different games within a game right um that's that's one thing i was i was never into was halo multiplayer i i could not get into that and i feel like that's where it shifted uh, so you know, shifted from the couch co-op or couch versus to the to online, and uh, it, 
for the most part, I guess it did that well. I think that was one of the more successful parts of the evolution of Halo. Um, I did play a bit, but I wasn't ever great at it, so... Yeah. Yeah, so a little bit of a weird history because I, I kind of have had ups and downs with the series, and I, I I loved it briefly with Halo Two, and then it's it's fallen back into just kind of a I'm always interested in them, but they started to feel a little bit samey to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have like you doing kind of the same stuff. Have you ever read any of the books? Um, I have only read one of the books. I don't remember which one at this point. Okay. Um, and I know I read one set of comics about it. And then wasn't there like an anime Halo that was almost like the Animatrix with a bunch of shorts? I think so. And then there was a live action yep. short as well. Well, there was a live action movie as well. Or not movie, but live action TV show came out yeah, last so that, year. That I've only seen the first few episodes of. I have no interest in it. I I, I hate I hate to say that. I know we're playing this for Phoenix Down, but I think Master Chief is a horrible video game character. Is he I think silent? it was well, not even he's silent. I mean, he talks. He has zero personality, and I said it on this week's N4G radio, or excuse me, it's not N4G anymore, ZTGD radio. Um, you could easily make him a robot or an android, and it would not matter. I was thinking it, forward unto dawn as the as the web series kind of shorts, live action yeah, shorts. That's right. That was really cool. I don't know if you ever saw it. No. Never saw it. If I remember, it was, you know, it was like a, a junior person, a cadet, and it had a lot more grounded, like, personal feel for, you know, almost to counteract that point that you just made, it doesn't feel like it's just a, a, a robot, it doesn't feel like it's RoboCop or the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Just mowing people down. I just, I don't know. I, I've I've never really fully invested myself into the, to the lore of Halo. I just don't, I don't know, it's, uh, I made the joke one time, Spaceman shoot shit, and that's what Spaceman shoot shit does, so, I don't know. That's the part that's weird to me, because I, I like the Halo broader lore, but you're right, the characterization has n never been even remotely a part of the series. Yeah. And that, that's where it's fallen down a little bit for me, because... And that's where I, probably the TV shows and, and 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 movies and books are probably going to appeal to me more if I dove into them more, because the world, the future, the the history, the alien races, I find all those really well done in the series. But you're right, Master Chief. Every time I start a game, I I, I almost roll my eyes a little bit because I'm like, oh, it's Master Chief in green, and then the other characters, pink, blue gray and white yeah and it's you know i don't like i don't see any of them as people yeah and and to be fair not every game is going to be narratively driven and halo maybe doesn't need to be because i think it's sweet spot is really the the, the combat but sure you know but it, it's a 
it's a pretty big piece of a story to be missing. And when you're five, six, eight games into a series, if you haven't done it by that point, you're clearly not going to. It's not on the priority list. Well, that's that's my problem. Is like I like I played Halo Infinite, right? And I was getting a lot of cutscenes. There's a lot of cutscenes in Halo Infinite, and every time I see a cutscene, my eyes just kind of glaze over because it's just like. A, I don't care about these characters. B, I don't understand what's going on in the story. Like, got it. Alien invasion. Um, like, you know, super soldier. Got got it. But there's always like, oh, there's this AI he's talking to, and it has feelings, and and I don't know. It just like I just like I don't care. Like, I don't. It, it, I, I don't think I will ever get Halo. I just I just don't. That's where, for me, I think if you were there in game one at the time and like immersed in game one, it it was more unique. It felt it felt important, like the, their relationship or, you know, what happened here. Oh, it's the flood, right? That those things seemed like you were discovering things. I just feel like as as the series has gone on, it's it, I've never been able to capture that original feeling of discovery that the first game yeah. had yeah and, that's and what I, I, the second game did have it a little bit because all of a sudden flipping the script and getting to see things from the other side of the perspective was really interesting and anytime and you know in any kind of media where you are set up to feel that this is the good guy this is the bad guy and then you flip the script and and see it from the other perspective i I generally like that approach, and it was one of those things I just I loved Halo Two for that. But I, I've never remotely had that kind of a high in any of these games since. Yeah. Which I I, I will in, in both of those first two. I will I will give this game credit. They made main characters actually have personality. Um. Obviously, the character you're playing as is kind of like it's basically not Master Chief, um, but everybody he's surrounded by seems to be at least have a little bit of character. Um, other than just this is the the blue one and this is the 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 gray one. Um, and I will give it Reach credit for that. Because for the longest time, I, every time I would see a Spartan, I would just think, oh, there's your robot super soldier guy who has no personality, you know, and they're born that way. You know, that's one of the things I've always realized was that they, you know, they were trained and born that way, you know, from a young age, basically created, right? So, I don't know. But I guess we should mention that Halo Reach. I mean, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this has played Halo Reach at least once. But, um, yeah, um, this is the first game in the series, technically. The first game. So, you know, I think it leads into Halo. Halo Combat 1. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it takes place on a planet called Reach, which I've always found. I was like, that's the name of the planet? They called it Reach? 
but okay. I'm sure there's a reason why. I just never looked into it. It's probably explained in one of the books. But um, yeah, uh, we play as uh, the noble um, squadron, I guess, or the noble team. Um, and the uh, characters of the people in this squad, they have names, uh, which uh, the leader's Carter, and then there's George, um, Cat, June, Emil, and that's it. Then you got this guy that you're playing as, which who doesn't have a name. Number six. Number six. Yeah, Noble Six. Um, and he's kind of like a new guy. I think one of their one of their guys got killed, and he's like a replacement for the squad. At least that's what I gathered from the beginning. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. So um, yeah, uh, new guy coming in, and they're getting reports of some sort of attack or combat going on uh, in these villages on Reach. And the first thing they think is it's some kind of a rebellion, I think is what they were thinking. Um, I don't, I, I guess there's a lot of turmoil on this planet. I'm not sure. So they yeah, go to. And, and to me, again, that that's the piece that's kind of missing here. Similar to um, Mass Effect Andromeda, where. I felt like if you're going to set up first contact, it needs to be awe-inspiring. I feel like here, we're on the planet Reach. I want a little bit more at the beginning of the game as far as context. How long have they been there? What are people doing here? And, you know, and what is that history? Is there conflict? Is it with local wildlife? Because you see a little bit early on in the game of like, oh, that's one of the... (laughs) the indigenous species that that's pretty violent, but right. I would have loved to see a little bit of context for just what people are doing here, how, how we've expanded here, why we expanded here. I don't know. That's the piece that for me definitely is ultra light in this game. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like you're just thrown in. Which, which takes away the, the spectacle of it. If if this game had a little bit more of that, and it had a little bit of a, a little bit more of like a mystery or or an, an overarching mission, um, it does it does a good job kind of stringing individual levels along, making it clear what your goal is. But there's definitely no point um, unless unless I'm just forgetting it at the moment, where early in this game you understand what the end goal of the game is you, you don't get a whole story arc started at any point early yeah it's just you know it's just fend off the invaders and that's all you're doing really for the first half of the game almost it seems like it well you're trying to figure out what's going on so beginning we think it's some kind of like I guess human rebellion um, some villages have been attacked seems like so we go to investigate and that's when we realize that it's not a human rebellion but it seems to be an alien battle 
and we realize that the covenant. So we already know the covenant exists. Apparently, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the history of Halo. I don't know when humans met the covenant. But um, the covenant is on reach, um, and they have attacked human settlements. And they're like, okay, what's this about? So we go to investigate. We find um, some villagers. Uh, one of the one of the guys is dead. We talked to this girl who apparently that was her father that was dead. And they're speaking a different, I think they're speaking Hungarian. Was that what they were speaking? I can't remember. Yeah, and and um, so it, it, I, I guess they're trying to really push that these are just farmers that got attacked. And they're like, okay, well, why is the covenant here? And so from there, it's kind of like just go, 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 go. Um, because we, we realized that they're, they've set up a communications array. They're trying to, I guess, signal out off planet. Um, so we have to go and destroy the communications. And that's, and, and what I just talked about is the first probably three chapters of this game. Um, and then going into, uh, a cut scene about halfway through this playthrough, we went, we played through chapter six. Just over the first half the game. Yeah. First the game, about half the game. Well, I think it was a little bit more than half the game, but, um, we do get the cut scene with the doctor, uh, Dr. Halsey, I think is how you pronounce it. Who actually is important for Halo lore? So I've seen this woman before, but I don't remember who she is. I think she's the people who is the person who created the Spartans. Is that who that at is? Least, yeah, at least Master Chief's armor. Okay. Um. And you can tell that all of the people in this company, with the exception of Noble Six, uh, have history with her. Um. And she is way more concerned with what the Covenant are doing here than it is helping the injured. And some of the Spartans aren't too happy about that. <laughs> um, seems like she has more information than what she's letting on. Um, and they've been looking at old ruins on this planet. Um, and I guess they're looking to harvest the technology and they believe they discovered something that was on reach, which I'm, I'm, this is me using my big brain. I think it's what activates the halos, right? <laughs> Seems to always be something along those lines. Yeah. Because it comes to kind of find out the halos are like world destroyers. Um, and there's more than one spoilers for Halo 1 and 2 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's what's happening. Um, and she's obviously using alien technology to create this stuff for the military, the human military. And so, yeah, it's, it's basically go from point A to point B. All right, we found out they're trying to communicate to, to outside of reach. Okay, well, let's destroy that. All right. They brought a, a, a big, like, anti-air gun 
to stop us from going in. So we got to go in and destroy the AA guns. All right. Now we move here. We got to, they're, they're bringing up a big ship, a big like carrier ship. Okay. We got to go destroy that thing. Got it. And then they got a big mothership that's in orbit above us. We got to go take that out. And that's basically like the gist of it. Go from here to here to here. You know, and, and this all happens in the span of like a day and a half. Yeah, these guys are busy. Yeah. So, yeah, um, in in some ways, what you just described is is one of my issues here. It because I feel like often you end each chapter having done what you were meant to do, and they could have set anything as the next chapter, which is the only reason I. I kind of missed that they set a true, like, real secret or end goal of the game early in the game, because without that, they could have just stuck in two or three more chapters. It's it's how I felt about the first Dead Space, where if everything wraps up too neatly and one doesn't really flow into the next in in a in a driven way where things keep escalating or or, or changing, then. You know, it, it just feels like it's meandering a little bit. It's, yeah. you know, as I said, it's it's not it, it's not like you're doing something, and then because of that, you're forced to do something else. It's more just you're doing something, and then you're doing something, and then you're doing something, and it's just <laughs> it just keeps going until they decide to change things up. Yeah, and it it just lacks a little bit of push, even though there's there's big things happening here, and in some ways they are raising the stakes chapter to chapter, so. Maybe it's not totally fair, but it just feels like a slightly stronger through line or backbone to the action would have would have made it. And like I, I don't know, like you get a good TV show and it ends in a cliffhanger. Here, I feel like everything's kind of wrapped up at the end of chapter, and you, I'm not driven so much to start the next one. I'm like, all right, well, I'll start the next one next time I sit down, rather right. than like I have to figure out what just happened or I have to figure out what comes next. That that's the only piece that's kind of missing for me. Yeah. So the we talk about all that stuff, and the big set piece is the carrier. So we've got the the ship above reach. It's carrying a lot of Covenant on it. It's got a lot of firepower. This could do some major damage. So we got to figure out a way to destroy this thing. And Kat comes up with an idea. She said that there was apparently a UNSC ship that they installed a jump drive wrong. And it tore, when it went to jump, it tore the ship apart and killed a bunch of people. (laughs) It was a disaster. And they said, what if we strap that onto one of our ships, flew it up to the carrier ship, and then made a jump? Maybe we could blow up the carrier ship. And, you know, Bob's junk, we're done. Okay, that works. That's a, that's, that's a wild uh, theory, but we can give it a shot. And Carter talks to the commander and he's like, I don't think he's going to go for this, but we'll try. Well, the commander said, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So 
then we move to get that drive. So we have to fight a bunch of covenant to get there. We then fight the covenant to get the drive. We then put it onto a ship and then fly up into the orbit to where the carrier ship is. And this was the first part for me where you're setting out and you, you, you really have that kind of transition. Yeah. Like like when you when you climb on that ship and go up into space, I'm like, all right, I'm not just going up to space. I actually have a mission here. Yes. Yes. That, that actually was one of my favorite parts of this whole first half. It, indeed. It, it definitely was. That was because um, I didn't realize. I was like, oh, man, there is space combat in this game. Did not realize that. Um. So yeah, you're you're actually flying, what what felt like Star Fox, dogfighting kind of thing. Um, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. All right. Um. And it, we haven't really talked about the gameplay. Um, that that's the big change because let's be honest, the first four hours of this game is shoot stuff with a gun until it dies. <laughs> um. And, you know, it's kind of your standard Halo fare. If you've played one, you've played them all. Um, I am still learning the controls because I'll be honest with you, Halo has never played like any other first-person shooter, in my opinion. I forgot about that a little bit. I, I, I've hit a lot of wrong buttons here because I'm like, oh, this isn't standard. FPS. Yes, yes. So there's two there's two FPSs. There's Halo, and then there's the other ones. The other ones adapted via Call of Duty. Halo has never adapted to Call of Duty. So, Giant. let me ask you a question. In a first-person shooter, when you want to aim down the sights of your gun, what button do you typically press? L2. That's right. You pull the left trigger. In Halo, you throw a grenade. <laughs> How many times have I threw a grenade? <laughs> Another thing... And I know, I've played Halo before. I've played Halo Online multiplayer before. One of the big things, one of the combos, the wombo combo. You run up on a guy while machine gunning him. And then when his shields are down, you run up and you punch him in the face. And that's how you kill a dude, right? I know this. Everybody knows this. In Call of Duty, to punch somebody in the face, you press in on the right stick. In Halo, you press B. If you press in on the right stick, you aim down the sights. <laughs> How many times have I ran up to an elite after knocking down his shields and then aim down my sights and then get punched in the face? <laughs> You're not looking like an elite soldier at that point. No, I'm looking like an idiot. <laughs> And I have died countless times in this game. I will be fully admit it. One good, probably th maybe four times, four or five times. Oh man, I've died probably at least twenty times. Oh wow! Yeah, 
Um, I'm playing on normal, by the way. It's just I suck at Halo. I suck at Halo. Um, and I I don't know. Like there, there's there's things in this game. Reload. I was going to say the last thing that I keep messing up is reload. Yes. So reload is set to the right bumper. Now there's only one other game that I can think of that has right bumper as its reload. Well, there's two, excuse me. There is Gears of War and there is Uncharted. Those two games I know you reload with the right bumper or the right R1, whatever. X is the universal reload button. X in this game is use your ability. So one of the things that I, I guess, I, I don't remember Halo 3 having this. I could be wrong. They added I think it's a new, I think it's new in this game. New in, in Reach. Yeah. I know they, they have it for other games like, you know, Halo Infinite has it and stuff like that. But you have abilities. Your Your main standard ability is run. So there's a dash. Uh, there's other abilities you can get to, including a jetpack, which is kind of awesome. Um, you can also get like a defensive ability where you kind of like shelter in place and and take you can kind of like take more damage if you do that. So I guess it's for like if you get a grenade thrown on you. Um, and then there's a duplicate where you can basically clone yourself and basically use it as a distraction. Um, I have only used run and jetpack. That's it. I I have dabbled with them, but I don't. Uh, at this point, I just mostly kind of pass them by. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, me. I, I think most of my deaths were just because I didn't know the buttons. <laughs> There I are one where I was, I was kind of strafing around a tank, and I just kind of rolled myself off a cliff. Also, not looking very elite in those moments. Yeah. So there is some. I've had some cheeky deaths, where something will blow up next to me, and I'm like, I don't. There wasn't a grenade thrown at me; just something blew up. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I just died. I'm like, okay. But I will give the game credit. It does have some decent checkpoints. In fact, you can kind of you can kind of cheese those checkpoints too. Yeah, a little bit. You can just run to it. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I I do like the difficulty. This is the kind of game for me that has just the right amount of deaths, where I know if I run in too gung ho, I'm probably going to die. Yeah. But. I can also sit around the outside. Sometimes you can die, but it's it ends up being a bit of a of a trade off. Sometimes you, usually I'll just kind of pick and snipe for a while from the outside, then I'll run in. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like Halo shines when you run in, when you can throw a grenade, turn around and shoot somebody, you know, elbow the next guy in the face, and then run around a corner and wait for your shields to recharge. Sure, that that's so. Yes, um, I feel like this game really does have that run and gun mentality, but it doesn't. Mm, 
how do I put this? One of my favorite first person shooters is Doom twenty sixteen. The 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 new so not not Doom Eternal. The yeah. one the one before that. Yeah. I every time I play a Halo game, I think I would rather be doing Doom twenty sixteen. That's how I feel. Because it's like it, it's it's just not Halo is not designed. Halo wants to be like that, but it's not designed that way. When you're playing as the Doom Slayer, you have better maneuverability than you do as a Spartan in Halo, for me. Because those are the two games that best have that run in, mess around in the sandbox, and then run out for a minute. Yeah, that that like loop, but it's definitely more visceral in Doom. That's yeah. Well, the thing is, is in Doom, I feel like you have more abilities and more ways to stay in the fray. There's times, and and this is where Halo can get frustrating. There, yeah, you, you're right. There are times you have to disengage and hide behind a rock, and that takes you out of it. You know, you gotta sit there and let your shields recharge. And I'm just like, man, the Doom Slayer would just run up to a dude and chainsaw them and get some ammo. Or go up and do a glory kill and get some health back. You know? Doom Doom 2016 is a a waltz. It's a dance. While Halo is a... Pop in, pop out, pop in, pop out, pop in, pop out. And I feel like it breaks the action a little bit. That's just me, though. I get that. I mean, for, for me, it's... Sometimes those things happen, you know, if you, but, but that's kind of the dynamics of the battle. I like that sometimes you can get hit hard and all of a sudden you're on high alert because you see your shield, your overshield is flashing red and you hear kind of the, the warning alarms going off inside your suit. Mm-hmm. And, and so all of a sudden you're like, all right, can I make it to safety before I die? Or the other thing that happens to me a lot in battle is I literally run out of ammo. I mean, there's a lot of games where you like never run out of ammo. In this yeah. game, I'm running out of ammo all the time. Probably every other fight, I'm, I'm running out of ammo. But but there's also enemy weapons. There's often caches of you know UNSC weapons, and yeah. I I do like that. I like the fact that you have to sometimes switch. You can't just sit with your machine gun and plow through the whole game. Like a lot of times, you need to switch to an inferior weapon because that's all you have. Yeah. at your disposal, and then that changes the way you approach the rest of the battle, depending on the weapon, and I, I, I've always liked the variety of weapons. Um, and just the, just the fact that, you know, you, you never know if you're going to get hit, you never know what weapons you're going to have. A, a lot of times, I feel like in this game, one of the things I like about the battles is that you walk into an area and you're fighting people in front of you, but then a dropship comes behind you, so it, there's not a lot of safe area, but there is quite a lot of terrain, so that hiding behind a rock and trying to understand where people have come from. I don't know. Like a, a lot of these interactions, they're not as deep as, as, as doom by any means, but I think within, within kind of a more generic first person shooter, they, they're entertaining in their variety. I think they've got more variety than most shooters do. Sure. Sure. And it never has that intensity that, that doom has where you, you have to press forward in order to, you know, in order to refill or recharge. 
Yeah. You don't have the ability to sit back and go slowly. Yeah, that's one of the things I loved about Doom. I, like I played, I played Doom on ultraviolet because that was. It's not the hardest difficulty, but it's the second hardest difficulty. And I, I, maybe I was an idiot, but I, I, I don't know. I was like, I felt nostalgic. I was like, oh man, Doom! I got it day one. I was like, man, I want to play this again because I want to, I want to relive my childhood. And I was like, let's let's do it on ultraviolet. Let's do it, you know. And it was one of those where you had to be on your toes. And that game was designed perfectly to reward the player for playing on their toes, basically. You know, I'm running low on shotgun ammo. Well, I got my chainsaw. A chainsaw kill guarantees ammo drops, you know. I'm running out of health. Let me go up and punch a dude in the face. You know, it was, there's, there was the options were there. It was designed perfectly. I absolutely adore that game. I played probably three or four hours of Doom Eternal and it's not the same kind of game. It's not. It really isn't. <laughs> and I was just like, mm, man, lightning in the bottle there, unfortunately. But who knows? We're talking about Doom. We're supposed to be talking about Halo Reach. But, uh, yeah, um, so yeah, uh, going back to the story at hand, we were we were now dogfighting in space, and I thought that was great. Like that, that, I was like, "This is really cool." I, I never expected this. I didn't like. I know you 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 know you drive vehicles and you fly sometimes, but this was straight up dogfighting, and I didn't think I was going to see this in a game like a Halo game. It also looked awesome. I don't know if it's because I'm playing the PC version now, but this game looks better than I remember it. Yeah, Not no, so no. Much like the technical fidelity, but I love the the landscapes, the color palette. I I do I do really enjoy the way this game looks, even if it's not the most high tech at this point. Yeah, no, I think it still looks pretty good. I mean, a game from 2010 that started on the 360. Sure, they I think they did do a little bit for the Master Chief Collection. That's where I'm playing it. I'm playing on the Series X, um, using the Master Chief Collection, and um. I, I I think it looks good. I think it looks pretty good, um, especially for a, what I guess thirteen year old game now. So it, I, I I have no problem with the way it looks and runs smooth as butter. In relation to Battlestar Galactica, because I feel like some of those space battles, some of the music reminded me a lot of BSG. I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, it's it's the same dude doing the score, right? I don't know who did, does the score for Halo. I could be wrong, but and it I was, so this came out when two thousand and ten. Yeah, yeah. Battlestar Galactic aired from oh four to oh nine. So this this part of it has to have taken some influence, at least in the sounds from that series. Quite possibly. This and I should mention we didn't we meant, we didn't mention this, but this is the last game Halo game made by Bungie. After this, they switched over to three four three, and um, well, we know how the three four three games have been doing, not great. And Bungie went off to make Destiny. So. And Destiny feels a lot like Halo. So, but yeah, going up to the 
I won't say mothership, but going up to the carrier, we finally uh, land there, and um, we're going to uh, push the uh, push the ship into it. Um, but we got to take down the, uh, the the barrier, basically the shields. So we just board the ship. Let's do it. I'm gonna board the ship and and uh, we'll uh, we'll take it over because the uh, the as it stands right now, I guess the Covenant doesn't realize this ship has been boarded, so it's still going to try and refuel it. <laughs> So uh, we're just going to plant a nice little bomb on it. Um, and yeah, I, I actually like this little sequence too, where at the beginning you're kind of like in low gravity, artificial gravity, I guess. And it's also like almost dead silent. Okay, I got yeah, some the sounds are all off. Yeah, yeah, some dead space vibes, like whenever you're out there space walking, and you get a super jump. Um. Yeah, going through here, we take down the shields. We fly the, uh, get the, 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 our ship onto that ship with the drive. And, um, it's just, um, what, Noble Six and George there. And, um, unfortunately, um, we're not able to remote detonate this thing. So George decides, I'll stay back and detonate it, and is going to sacrifice himself. And he just kind of just, he kind of toddler carries Noble Six, because <laughs> he's a giant man. <laughs> yeah. And throws him off out, out through the, I guess, the force field. And so now he's falling back down to the planet. Those suits must be made out of something, because... You fell from space onto a planet. <laughs> How did you not burn up in the atmosphere? How did you land without dying? Dr. Halsey? I guess. Those uh those uh those suits are made out of something. Uh but uh yeah, George succeeds. He blows it up. Boom, blows up the carrier. Job done, mission over, we're planet saved. As we're falling back to our planet, the, um, okay, my wife is yelling no at the cats. And there it is again. Anyway, as we're falling back down to the planet, we can see in the distance uh more carriers are showing up the one we just blew up our last lifeline we blew it up now we got like 7 of them showing up right just right there who knows where around the other rest of the planet they're showing up it's a full on invasion and we fall back to reach and it seems like we hurt our arm cuz he's kind of stumbling there holding his arm and he gets a sidearm and walks his way to, I guess, a city on Reach. New Alexandria is the name of it. Possibly the capital of the planet. I don't know. I don't know how this works. 
Looks, looks like a pretty big city. Lots of skyscrapers from the distance. Yeah. Looks like a futuristic city. And uh, it seems like the city is also under siege right now. And we're now alone. And that's where I stopped. The last two chapters of this game, I enjoyed it a lot. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I, I did like the whole scene of him falling back down to the planet and you see the carriers coming in and showing just like, oh, no, no. That was that was your your last hope. Well, you you need at least seven more last hopes. Yeah. Things will not be easy. Yep. So I'm 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 excited to see what happens next. I don't I I I, I know how this game ends, all right? I, I know enough about Halo Lord to know what happens. But um but I'd like to see how how you get there basically. But now, Same, now we're. I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to just seeing what, what they do with it again. It's been a long time since I played this. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's but that's it. I know it's a kind of a shorter one. And truth be told, I mean, unless you talk about moment to moment gameplay, which which is, like I said, spaceman shoot shit. I like the fights. I I don't know what the name of them are. The the, the big spiky guys with the shield arm and the green plasma are they, cannon. Are they brutes? Is that what they're called? Brutes were the ones that looked like monkeys, like apes. All right, let's see here. Halo enemies. There's also oh, the other thing is I, I do like that there's a lot of different types of elites. Like yeah. The gold armor ones, the white armor ones. I don't actually know which ones are better than the other ones. I just assume the ones you see least and later in the game are the harder ones. Yeah. So I assume the white ones are the, are the, one, the, the best ones we've seen so far. Yeah, I would say that's correct. Hunters are what they're called. Hunters. Yeah, the hunters. And I like then, that whenever you whenever you see a hunter, then I, I feel like they do a good job of making that a little arena where sometimes you can hide, sometimes you can shoot, you can try to get behind them, but it's not easy. You know, they take enough ammo to go down, they feel like a little bit of a set piece in and of themselves. Yeah. Got prophets, you've got elites, you've got brutes, you got jackals, and you've got grunts. I feel like the jackals are the ones that frustrate me the most because of the shield. Yeah. Some of them don't have shields, like the ones that had the jet packs that you ran into. Or that maybe like dino dinosaurs. Yeah. But um yeah. That's that's pretty much it. we don't have any emails. If you would like to send an email, it's Drew at ZTGD dot com. And uh we oh, one other thing. We have chose chosen our next um game 
after Halo. And that's going to be Greedfall. I'm excited to play that game. Worth announcing, even though it's only the first episode of Halo, because this isn't going to be a two-month game like the last one. This is true. In fact, we're probably going to finish Halo next week. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Greedfall has been on my two-play list for a while. And uh, I think Anthony will be joining us for that one. Because I think he wanted to play it as well. Nice. So, I'm excited for that one. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things. And I am a fan of spiders. I I, I like their games. Their games are janky and weird, but they have a lot of heart to them. So, yeah. And Greedfall looks cool. Like, like I, I've never seen anything quite like that. So, and that'll be our, our spiritual successor to Bound by Flame. Or just a game that was made by the same company. <laughs> I guess tangentially related. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could do that, you know. Why not? If that's the case, you know, I guess we could always play Heroes of the Storm since we played a Blizzard game before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Somewhat loose in that in that tie-in. Yeah, true. But I I, I wanted to do another Spiders game, and Greedfall is is way up on the list. I've I've owned Greedfall for years and never actually played it, so it's about time. But yeah, that's uh, but that's it for uh for Halo Reach for now. Um, we are going to do our best to finish it this coming week. Um, Matt, anything you want to finish it off with? No, I. The, my only parting feeling is that I. It's a good game so far, but I wish I cared more. I wish I liked it more. I wish. I wish I had a delight on my face while I was playing it, rather than. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have any bad experiences playing this. I've enjoyed no, it so I, far. Yeah, I. I. I mean, it's if once again, if you've played a Halo game, you know what you're getting into. That's that's the thing, and and I think Halo still plays fine. It's a fine game, you know. It's I don't think it's gonna blow my socks off, but I think I could be playing a lot worse games out there. So, but yeah, then if that's the case, then we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, like I said, if you do want to send an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But that's going to be it for us. Until next time, I am Drew. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back with the continuation and conclusion to Halo Reach. Thank you.